Hello, Mavs fans. Welcome to Mavs Party. My God, did we need that win, and we needed one of these because I was getting tired of coming here and being the grumpiest motherfucker y'all have ever heard. Welcome to Mavs Party. It's Kirk Henderson. It's been 30 seconds into the show that I've already cursed, but uh, hey, we're here. We're enjoying ourselves because you know what? Sometimes wins are harder to come by than you might think. The Dallas Mavericks just outlasted the Golden State Warriors 116-113. to 113. I just recorded the show with Josh Bowe where we rambled for about a half hour. Uh, I, I just, that might have been one of the more wild Mavericks games of the Luka Doncic tenure. I had a lot of fun watching it. I had a lot of fun yelling at my television for various things. I feel like there were about 1,200 travels called, a bunch of wonky fouls. Uh, some, some a real ref show in periods in the third quarter. Uh, but overall, the Dallas Mavericks got the win in a big way. Tim Hardaway made some shots, thank God. Josh Green played probably his most important regular season basketball game of his career to date, I think. Um, might be the second best Maverick tonight, depending on your point of view. Really, really outstanding. Um, Luka Doncic reminded everybody who he is, which, you know, for the Warriors fans that I've been having to deal with for the day and a half, I, I hope they enjoyed their their first Luka Doncic viewing of the season and they can get over the uh, the absolute bullshit that I've been hearing about how it's Luka's fault that the Mavericks are a certain way. But, hey, just me. Uh, as the chat is mentioning, we had Spencer Dinwiddie get ejected for a flagrant two, and I wonder... Um, it was not a flagrant two. Uh, I don't even think Jordan Poole thought it was a flagrant two. Um, but hey, you know, on the same day that uh, we we find out that um, the the NBA ref who cursed it at Sp- at Spencer had to to spend a day at home and time out. Luca gets, or I'm sorry, Spencer gets uh, ejected from a game. That's just that's a little too cute for convenience. But hey, I'm not here to peddle conspiracy theories. I'm a responsible blue checkmark guy. You guys know the deal. You want to come up on stage, hit that speaker request. I'm going to bring you up. You're going to listen for your name. You're also going to see if the green ring around your name uh, is is lighting up. Because if, if it's not, we can't hear you. And I'm going to make a bit of a blanket rule here at the start. I apologize to anybody that comes up. But if we can't hear you, then I'm going to just punch you. Because then I can't hear you on the audio after either. And that's that's particularly difficult to deal with. All right, um, coming up first, let's go to let's go to uh, my man Henry. How you doing, Henry? Hey, what's going on, Kurt? I'm in, I'm enjoying myself. I was just uh, these these early start times are great for me. And then I I looked. We have three games in a row in in February where the Mavericks play at nine, and I'm gonna die. But we're not there yet. <laughs> it's too early for you to be in, in death mode, brother. <laughs> That's right. What's happening? <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I don't want to be a downer in some Mavs party, uh, but it's like I'm seeing some of these kid quotes post game, and oh, it's he sucks. like <sighs> he's yeah. just he, you know he 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 has the vibes of a trading card salesman. I want him to go all the way away, <sighs> but he's just brutal. Like asking about starting lineups is a waste of time. It's kind of not. It's kind of important to you know have your best players on the court but i mean hey what do we know we're just we're just casuals yeah just just casuals you know we, we wanted a guard on the floor after spencer dinwiddie got ejected but hey don't let the kid stuff ruin you you know i somebody i followed said you got to enjoy the wins and i, I retweeted that because i agree because i've not had fun doing this when we lose four in a row in really maddening fashion this is fun 
yeah, it's it's fun, but um, I mean, this this pace Luca's on, like, we're gonna be asking ourselves, is it sustainable? And I, I just know, like, it's it's not, which is why we should also enjoy these performances. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got, Kirk. Appreciate it, man. Sure, buddy. Thanks for coming up. All right, coming up next, we have. Let's go to Frank. Hey, Frank. You got me. I do. Welcome. Hey, what's up? We. I wasn't gonna lead with this, but the whole sustainability thing with Luca, it's gonna happen the rest of the year. He's gonna, you know, be top two or three or whatever in usage, and you know, we'll have to live with it. We don't have the the facilities to to orchestrate. You know, bringing a some real help to get the ball out of his hands and whatever, live with it. But we'll get our, we'll get our first round picks next year, dude. We'll, we'll, it's not going to be his whole tenure here with us, hopefully his whole career. So, but anyways, you know, Reggie 13 minutes, minus 14. Got to love it. Reggie will come back to life. I mean, I don't, I, I don't I'm trying to reconcile my, my belief point with like Jason Kidd. Being like, hey, Reggie's going back in soon. Doesn't matter how much of a corpse he plays like, but yeah. don't worry about that a different day. Uh, I mean, but I mean, I wonder, you know, kid played him 13 minutes. I, I wonder if it was okay. He's clearly struggling. Yeah. Or maybe he's hurt. I don't know. He He's who knows that guy, but Green clearly taking over. People, are, we've been clamoring for minutes. And, you know, in the, in the grand scheme, you know, when you get to game 80, 82 this year, and you realize, you know, only 17, 18 games in the season, Josh Green took over. So really it's right on, I think it's right on time. It's not too soon or, you know, too late for him to start really getting real minutes. I mean, 27 minutes and, and you know, he closed the game. I, I really can't ask for more than that. Really can't. I mean, between him, Timmy, and Reggie, you've got to divvy up a certain number of minutes. Uh, and and I I... I'm glad he stuck with Josh tonight because Josh is sort of his sort of like like manic energy. It he just keeps going whenever things are going bad, and sometimes that has a really negative effect. But tonight, like there were a couple of times when the Mavericks could have folded, and when Josh is in the game, there's just things happening that he helped make happen, and you know push them forward. I mean that was that was really nice to see. Indeed. And in conclusion, uh, Luca is him, obviously. Uh, mm. Let's just see what he decides to show on against Detroit. Because if he comes out with the nonchalant, I don't, uh, you know, I don't want to be here. Shit, it's just gonna piss me off because the guy is the best player on the court. When's the last time you said another player was the best player on the court? They, know, they want they wanted to say it was Kawhi when, you know, even we when we were losing those series, but. It, if you, your eye test said this guy is the best dude on the court, maybe not the best defender, blah, blah, blah. But he can he just not come out and steal their souls. Like Detroit, we should beat them by 50. Bag. My God. And he didn't even shoot the ball that well for a huge chunk of the game. Like he airballed the free throw. And I want to say in the first half, he was four of 12. I could be wrong there. Yeah. Man, he was nuts. And not just not with this. That that might, you know, people we can talk about, oh, and when Luca shoots 80% from the free throw line or 35% consistently throughout the year from three, that's going to be the next level. And, and yeah, that those people are not wrong. But the next level is when Luca starts taking this shit serious, his body, th- the games against shit competition, 
him, his maturity raising up and him not letting himself play down his competition or thinking he's going to just play himself into shape. But right. that's all I got. Appreciate you, Frank. Thanks for coming up. All right. Coming up next then, let's go to my man, Simon. How are we doing? How are you doing, Kirk? Welcome back. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for joining again. All right. I want to focus on two main topics for tonight. Let's, so sure. let's like, you know, let's put aside big picture Maverick stuff and Jason Kidd's coaching and all that stuff. Would first love of to all, do that. Yeah. First of all, just, just the game tonight. It was an entertaining as hell basketball game down to like the fact that like in the third quarter at some point I had I I was laughing out loud because on one possession Luca gets called for a travel right and then the next possession Stephen Curry gets called for a travel like what have you ever seen that in an NBA basketball game where like the two superstars like back-to-back possessions so yeah. that that in and of itself was entertaining. The fourth quarter, the first fourth quarter was great, and all that kind of stuff. You know, you know, back and forth game late in the game. So that was just fun. So yeah, putting aside all the consternation of where the Mavericks go from here and, and yeah. yada yada yada. Um, all right. Second topic is Luca himself because one thing that I've come to learn about Luca in the years that I've been watching him going back to his days with Real Madrid and, and Slovenia before he even got to the NBA, it seems to me that Luca excels at the parts of the game that are difficult and unteachable. You know, his, his no look passes is off the dribble. Uh, you know, the, 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 the pass he made in the fourth quarter, like going right, you know, off the dribble, one-handed scoop through traffic that Josh, Josh Green won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was the dumbest. I mean, that was the craziest out, fucking thing I'd seen him do in a laugh, long time. Laugh, laugh out loud. I mean, it was it was insane. But then, and then on the flip, and on top of that, it was one of his better defensive games that he played in his career. He got in the passing lane for a couple steals. He made a great play on Steph Curry late in the game where Curry drove on him. And he, you know, he stripped the ball and it went off Curry's leg and Dallas got possession again. I mean, he, I mean, it's just, it was one, he was obviously clearly engaged tonight, which I don't know if he really was in the two games over the weekend where it seemed like a lot of times, like when, especially in the Toronto game where they doubled him, he just like gave it up. And he's like, all right, you guys go do it. I'm, I don't really, you know, I don't really care. Like he was, he was engaged, especially in the second half, he was just fully, fully engaged. But it seems that, like, the, the simple, mundane parts of the game just – I don't know if they bore him or they're beneath him or he just can't seem to master them if he doesn't have, like, the level of like, – I mean, the free throws. I mean, it, 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 it bothers me because sure. the difference is – all right, like, if you take a, a, a player like LeBron James, right? LeBron James – his free throw struggles are somewhat explicable because of his shooting mechanics and and the ball path, right? Because LeBron, you know, he, when he shoots his free throws, he 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 
he tucks the ball at his right hip and then he brings it up to his left and the ball path is like is all is all wanky. So you can kind of explain it. But with Luca, his mechanics are pretty solid except for the fact that when he's struggling from the free throw line, he hitches at the top. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's and that's why you see him air ball or you see him like barely graze the front of the rim. And it seemed, you know, the first game against Phoenix, he goes 13 to 13 from the free throw line. And you think like, all right, like finally, like he's coming to this, he's starting to figure this out. And then you get a, like, but he, he just regressed. That's the difference between him being a top three or four player in the league and being the best player in the league, which is what his ceiling is. His ceiling is the freaking best player in the NBA. And it's just like those little things that are holding him back because oh, he's things, still got so much he can improve. It's, it, it, it's, that's it's the thing. Crazy. Exactly. And it's just like, because the things that he does, no one else, no one else does the things that he does. No one controls tempo. Like he does the way I would describe it is he has the best floor game in the NBA. And yeah. the only thing that's holding him back is just, converting opportunities that are relatively easy the way like Steph Curry does or like Jokic does, right? Where like, like Jokic never, never like misses a bunny or a chippy or, you know, or he makes 80 plus percent of his free throws and Steph makes 90 plus percent of his free throws. Like that's the only thing holding him back. But He's just so goddamn entertaining and so captivating, especially on a night like tonight, where he's engaged and he's and he's playing to the he's playing to the rhythm of the game. He's like when he gives the ball up, he goes and gets it right back, like he wasn't doing uh, the last two games. Goddamn, I mean, just 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 fun shit, man. Like just really fun shit. I agree, fun game, and not you know, it's been a while. Even, you know, it's a shame because when you lose, when you go on a four game losing streak, there are elements of that Boston game and Milwaukee game that are actually really awesome. And we're all just sort of frustrated and we don't get to talk about elements of the game that were really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the stuff Luca did tonight where it's just the wraparound pass while getting double teamed, like the bounce back. <laughs> like, this is stupid. Dude, nobody shit. tries that stuff. Like LeBron James no. is the only other person no. who tries that stuff. Luca gets a yeah. lot of bullshit James Harden comps from people who don't know how to read uh, and really don't know what they're watching. But the, like Luca wants to pass the ball. He wants to make the crazy pass. The crazy no, he, fun pass is so much more interesting to him than the like six foot bunny. You could just he, tell he doesn't. Yeah, I don't think it's it's his natural um, inclination to just dribble the air out of the ball. Like he, 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 he seems to want to play the game, quote unquote, the right way. Now, the other thing that you could kind of criticize him for is that, you know, he's in his fifth year now. He, you know, to my eye, he hasn't really developed, um, you know, his off the ball game. Like, put it this, put it this way. Like even like his three point shooting. Right. And like the reason I don't get hung up on his three point shooting is because three point shooting comes and goes. Right. Um, the way I do on the free throw shooting, because the free throw shooting should be consistent. That's a part of the game that should be consistent, right? Even if like you're five of 17 from the field, you should be able to go up there and make, you know, 10 out of 11 free throws. But, but the thing with Luca, just technically, right. Even when he has an open three, 
he'll put it on the ground and just go into the step back for no reason. Even <laughs> like even like like even if it's like even if it's contested because he's just so much more naturally comfortable doing it that way. Right. But he he, he needs to. I don't know if he needs to get the skill development coach. I don't I I don't know what I don't know what the what the what the solution for that is. But he he doesn't get a lot of catch and shoot. He doesn't get a lot of catch and shoot opportunities as it is just because of the roster construction. But even in the rare occasion that he does, he doesn't want to. He, he doesn't seem to want to do it. And like the, the the shot at the end of the third quarter, right where it was a step back going right, and he kind of he barely grazed. Like he's uncomfortable with that. But the the step back going left is just seems to be the only way that he's comfortable even attempting a three-point shot. And if he could just diversify that a little bit more, it just would add – it would add so much more to, like, a guy who's already a fucking top three player or whatever – or, I, I, you know, I don't know how you rank him, but, like, whatever he is, he's up there. Right. And 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 But I'm saying that's the difference between him being top three, top four player in the league, top – whatever all time. I mean, obviously we're a long way, we're a long way away from that, but what he can do puts him in the conversation of like potentially being in the upper echelon of anybody who's ever played the game. And it's just like these little things that's like, I don't know, man, I played, you know, I I played at a, you know, I played division three basketball, like whatever, like, you know, I, it's like whatever. So I kind of like, I I noticed these like little technical things, sure, but, um, that's but that's that's really all that's holding him back. It's not anything physical. It's not like anything that people were saying before the draft. Like, oh, he's going to no, struggle. Yeah, with, yeah. Yeah. He's improved. Like, he's going to struggle with athletics. That like, Ex- like coming into the draft, people compl- like said he was right hand dominant, and he comes in the league and he has a left hand. So it's just it makes me. Like, he's going to continue to close the gaps on these things. It's a matter of him making it a thing he wants to do, and he'll just get better at it. I mean, yeah, he's unreal. Yeah, and he's just and he's and he's entertaining as hell. He seems to just have a great like kind of personality. He seems to be able to laugh at himself, and he seems to like you know when he makes a bad turnover or when he gets called for traveling or whatever. Like he's yeah. just like he he he, la- he laughs it off, and his and his and his post game stuff is just like oh, you know he's just he's just he's just very nonchalant, and he doesn't seem to take himself too seriously, and it's just very 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 enjoyable in that way, and. Uh, Great game. Thanks for coming up tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Right, it was soon. Good talking to you. All right. Good. All right, we're gonna go to our resident hype. Hey, man. Kirk, how's it going? Chris Haley, what's up, buddy? Yeah, nothing much. I'm just really, 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 really happy we won this game. Uh, going on a five-game losing streak would be like really dark days for us, but it's nice on a national TV game. To sh- you know, in years past, I mean, th- this has Mavs meltdown written all over it. You're up 17. I mean, it's the Warriors, but they get back in the game, and we we found a way where we almost lost by missing a free throw, and then you know Clay Thompson could have easily hit that wide open three pointer yeah. going to overtime. I mean, <laughs> th- has this happened to us so many times on national TV that that ha- happens? We go into overtime and then we lose. Oh, I'm so glad because I just want to, I just would have like the off the, the ball defense foul, in that last play. There were so many things that didn't. I was like, when you didn't wait, he's going out of the game. I'm like, okay, you only got one ball handler now. This is just, yeah, like, how are we going to hold on? But yeah, I'm thank God they did. Luca is just epic, uh, it's, it's crazy. I would like to see them have Bertans and more. I think 
we can all see that because I don't think he ever misses. I don't disagree with you, but like, how wild is it? Where we're all like, there's a lot of the fan base that is like, you know what? Give me more Dave Burt. And it's just yeah, like, put him on the weak side. On? We weak side of the floor. He is he has any kind of space? He shoots. I mean, he makes it most of the time. That's his job. I know. Well, he, he feels like he's playing a video game. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna shoot this. This is this this is what I do. I love it. And I'll live with him if he's not playing great defense. It really just depends on who we're playing at the time, who, who he's matched up against. But I mean, God, if they're gonna focus more on Luca and have him on the opposite side of the 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 weak, weak side of the floor, I mean, just just take three. Yeah, take the threes that Tim Hardaway. I mean, yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. Thank you for having a decent game tonight. I'm glad you're making threes. Hopefully, this is a start. To, Something, um, but yeah, I, I would like to see Bertans take Bullock shots, Tim Hardaway shots, all these impulsive threes. I would rather Bertans take them than the other guys. So I really, really hope this is the game that gives Tim Hardaway Jr. confidence because I'm not hating on him. I just want him. To, I just want him to play good, and we all want him to play good. Um, he's healthy. I mean, you're out there playing lots of minutes. I mean, you're taking shots, wide open shots. We want you to make them. So. I mean, he's a really fun regular season player. Yeah. Like, I don't know how much Mavs can get away with playing him in the playoffs, but there are some matchups where it's just like, hey, Dov, Dovbert, go go run. Go be nuts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and he played pretty good in the playoffs. and He did. And, you know, with Tim Hardaway, I mean, getting back to him, in the playoffs, he wasn't even there. I and mean, we went to the Western Conference Finals, so he's not even the, the key here. But if you look at the standings, it's it's pretty nuts right now. I mean, it's, it's so early, right? But – it's seeds six through fifteen. Besides us, they're all on losing streaks or losing one game at least. But some are, you know, Utah's back down to earth. They're on a five-game losing streak. Sacramento three-game losing streak. So everything's so wide open. We just need to go on like a three-four game winning streak and get back to the you know fourth, fifth seed at least, and you know things would be good. But and lastly, Jaden Hardy. I'm glad to see him on the bench. I'm really hoping he gets some minutes against Detroit. Do you think he will? Yes, I do. I re- if they keep him up, is that an away game? Um, yes, it's going to be interesting to see if he travels. I gotta if if he goes with them to Detroit because they've been kind of shipping him up and down. I mean, one of the many kid criticisms is they have no idea what how to manage what what Hardy's time is like because like, it, it, it's a logistical problem, and it strikes me as like there's nobody on the coaching staff that has given this much thought uh, um, because like they were home. The, the legends played four home games. I know this because I got an email like every 25 minutes from the legends for five straight days about how all their home games and the Mavericks were on the road. So like that sort of stuff's a little bit difficult. So you got to like tie up the time together and make sure that, that he can both get minutes. If had the opportunity for minutes with the Mavericks while also then being able to go down and play with the legends. If they're here, like they, they played well. I want to say they played tonight too. So yeah, um, just against bad teams, he needs to get the reps just like Josh Green, and it's taken a lot longer for Josh Green to come around, and I'm so happy for him. I hope he just continues to develop and uh, just keeps hitting those wide-open three. He's just a hustle guy. You I mean, he, he, the, he took two shots tonight. Two of his three makes were not wide open. They were like contested yeah. makes. They were good shots. On a national TV game too, so I'm happy for them. Hopefully we can see Hardy, and let's just – we need to go on a winning streak. <laughs> That's right. Well, thanks, buddy. Appreciate yeah, you thanks, stopping sir. by. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Coming up next, we got Jordan, who's been waiting for a bit. How are we doing, Jordan? Welcome to the chat. Jordan's got a skinny, skinny Luka Doncic photo as his uh, avatar. We'll see if he can 
get the audio to work on his end. If you switch in and out of the app, sometimes it does not like the, the audio doesn't register for me. So why don't we um, punch you from the stage, try to come back up and we will um, see if we can get you back up here in a second. Okay. Coming up next in is Christian. How you doing, Christian? What's up, buddy? Oh man. I, I hope you can hear me. All right. I'm dealing with you COVID. So um, man, this, this game took about all the energy I had and, the today between the U.S. that Iran oh, game, yeah. game, I mean, I, I think I have depleted any energy that that I had. Um, but good to talk to you. Uh, the The question I had is, and look, I mean, kids given Josh Green what twenty seven minutes, twenty eight minutes tonight. Do you think with Tim playing the way that he has been? And, I mean, we know – I'm still confident Reggie's shot's going to come around like it does every time at the start of the new year. <laughs> but I think what's more worrying to me is Reggie's defense seems to have fallen it's been off. pretty bad. No, that's true. And that, you know, he, like even last year, his defense was still really good, even though the shot wasn't falling. He's about to be 32 do you think it's worth giving Josh Green a shot in the starting lineup, at, at least in kind of the interim, to see what what he might be able to do in that role with, you know, Spence, uh, Dorian, and clearly Dwight Powell at, the, at this I mean, I think it's worth trying so long as you, you have some confidence in all parties involved. I, I think both with Tim and with Reggie, if you are concerned, like you want to make them playable in the sense that if you're looking to improve the team, do you want to have them as an asset? Tim playing through his struggles has been incredibly frustrating to me because I just don't at this point. I, and I loved him. We'll always love Tim. He, he was so important, but I, I have 60 games of data with Tim prior to night. He has 60 games under Jason kid and shot 32% from three. That's a big enough sample size for me. And Iztok Franco kind of posted about this, uh, and he was looking at, at Tim's whole career of shooting. It looks like the two years with Rick were the two years he shot the best, and those things, and Rick is no longer here. So I, I, they're going to have to let, they're trying to let Tim play through in no small part because I think they want to try to trade him. And I don't necessarily think they would want to trade Reggie Bullock because his contract's actually fantastic. But anything has to be on the table. So they have to balance all that with Josh Green's development. And, and I know this will make people like fly off the handle in a fit of rage. You also have Josh Green on the table as a potential asset. Yeah. And, so. and I think that's part of where my mind is because look, two years has already passed on Josh Green's contract. I know we picked up the option for next year, but I also want to really kind of have an idea of what we're going to pay him. Cause at this point, I, I just, I think re- regardless the figure he gets, unless it's something like 5 million, which if he keeps playing this way, he's going to make more than that. I, I just feel like I don't know what that number is. And whenever some hypothetical number does come out for an extension, potentially, I just 
I don't know how to feel about that. And so True. I, I kind of wanted to at least see, and I think this is kind of one of the more opportune times to do that. Um, just because of the fact that a, we can see what he is. And I think I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Cause I saw a lot of people on Twitter today, like, you know, look, Josh green, he's taking those wide open threes and he's hitting them. It's like, he wasn't taking wide open threes today. Like, no, they're good. They're like real offense, like actual functional stuff. It wasn't like, oh, okay, we'll just let this guy shoot. It was nice. Exactly. And I, if I'm remembering correctly, one was like, he was about to, like, it was either a jab step or he was. About oh yeah. He, he passed fake to the right corners from the right wing. He passed faked and basically got himself open on that pass fake and then just shot the ball. It's nice. Exactly. So it, it's been really heartening to see that. I think a lot of, and, you know, talking about, some, I think he got like five points wiped off of, you know, from fouls. Oh yeah. The non-Luca travel. That was, yeah. 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 So, you know, I, I just, I, I'm interested to see how this shakes out. And I think the larger point you made is what's most important to me is look, if we can, if we can get some value from these guys and I love Reggie, I, again, I think he's, his shot's going to come around like it does uh, every new year. Um, but if we can ex- extract some assets for, for being a team that's depleted and, you know, regardless if we go on a run or not, it's, I, I don't think our ceiling is anything really more than the first round, but with Luca, you, you just kind of never know. And, you know, with matchups, you kind of never know, but um, I, I just really think uh, all options should be on the table and really interested to see uh, how Josh Green and some of these other guys can hopefully play. But appreciate it as always, Kirk. Hope you have a great night. It was good talking with you, brother. You too, buddy. Feel better. All right, let's go to Sean. What's up, man? Hello. How are we doing? Hey, man. Uh, I'm a little sick, and I'm in the middle of a move. So I'm happy that the Mavericks have started my day off well. Uh, what The game actually... See, my thing right now is... Okay, I understand that if we have one player like Tim every game that can, you know, give us 20, we are just this infinitely better team. Which is what makes me a little more upset right now about not having Brunson because at least Brunson wasn't a, like, that'd be a more dependable 20 from someone else. And, uh, like, I know it's a good win, but nothing changes. Nothing is changing with this win. It's, we're going to run the same sets next game. We're going to have the same issues. And only one, everybody will hit their shots or everybody. I don't disagree. Over again. I don't disagree at all. Uh, Josh Bo and I said the same thing on our show where they fixed precisely nothing. It's just you saw some regression from Tim Hardaway. And I use regression in the positive fashion because he's been shooting so damn bad. There's really nowhere to go but up. Um, and so I, I mean, that, that's, that's the only good thing right now. It's that I think we've seen literally the worst performing Mavericks. Like, in this weekend play, I think we saw it over the last five games. And yeah, it'll just go back to what it was last season. We make our, we don't make our shots, or lose. And regardless, so I just, it's gone to a point where I can't really take many positives from a win 
because we've seen the inconsistency again and again and again. So I mean, this was a great way. We're on a great run right now. Uh, if you remember last year, we were called the streak breakers because that's what we were doing. Sure. Uh, I just hope. I just hope that. Kid eventually like gets back into the December mold he was in last year and starts doing some different shit because I'm not understanding this like you have to rotate between Bullock or THJ in the starting lineup. Put both on the bench. Let Josh play. See what happens. But I just, I just, I just said why though. I, With I, regards to it's because they don't want like they if if you want tradable candidates you can't just tether them to the bench. You need to give them minutes to try to play through their fuckery. I mean, they did I they mean, did give Reggie like no minutes tonight, relatively speaking. Fourteen for Reggie's gotta be the lowest he's played in a long time. I'm looking at that right but now. I, I don't think Tim has value around the league as a starter. Like if you put him in a bench role and you see that he can provide a spark off the bench, I think his value but to he a lot of teams provided a spark off the bench. So though. I'm seeing like late bricks. Now that We there? Might have lost to Sean. Oh. Well, then just to, there we go. Yeah. I was just saying well, it's worth bringing him off the bench and see if he can fuck instead. Because I think that's where his real value will lie when it comes to trading him away. There's no contending team that well, wants to. He's not been good off the but he's, not, he's been garbage off the bench. You, I mean, you don't, yeah. You juice his numbers, though. Like when when playing with the starters, you're juicing his stats. Like I understand what you mean. He's not a starter, obviously. I don't agree. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. But if you can juice his stats to be up from twenty eight percent to like thirty four percent, then maybe it makes it a little more manageable in terms of trying to move on from him at some point. I mean, I agree with you. Also, like you're you're not wrong either. I just I think we need to find the line between playing winning basketball and bringing up the value of our players. Or like, unless unless we like last year and we make a move at the last possible second, unless there's a move coming in December, January, I think like it's a little silly to just play this consistent game for the next two and a half months, hoping that by February players like Tim will have value. And I agree with you on Bullock's contract not being bad, even if he's being streaky right now. Three and D players do have value. Dollars, right. Yeah, and and it's on a team option, so like we well, control. Well, so, so hear hear me out though. I think yeah. that there's like an element of this where, particularly w- with some of these guys, it's they're they've played so bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of hard to like. I was I was reading some just like. And, you know, we talk about this stuff every day, you and I do, where it's like I, I see the numbers and I see them game to game and it's – then you watch like one good game. It's like, oh, okay, that could be a thing. Now, do I still think like they need – you know, I'm not necessarily concerned about Green's starter minutes. I am interested to see how many minutes Green gets with Luca, because the Luca yeah. Green minutes seem to work because he just – he provides that little element of a spark. And, and you know, how we get more of these varied lineups – Honestly, starts and ends with Luca not checking out at the start of a game he thinks that they can win. That's been yeah. like underratedly important because he's just been such ass for a long time. Luca played playoff basketball today. He, he did. I haven't seen him play this good defense in the playoffs last year. Like today, he I, like locked in Luca is scary. It reminded me of like LeBron in 2016 or that one game he had against 
where it's like basketball and he he did everything he could yeah he was real good loved watching that tonight. over the losing streak well thanks for hanging out you got anything else no a uh, last just one last thing thanks for having sure. me uh, uh christian wood might have had a bad game but i think his movement of the ball and his defensive awareness is getting better each game he's got to play more to develop it it's just there's no way around it. And I think it drives Kid nuts because Kid just wants him to be better. But he can't be better until he plays. And the Warriors are a bitch of a team to try to be better about a defense because they just they throw so many actions at you. Yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong. There was that one play he blocked Kuminga. I think he showed great awareness. Cool. He didn't uh, bite on any pump fakes. He was trying his best. And I think, I think effort- he was in the lane for like nine seconds. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, I think Kuminga tried like six pump figs before he took that <laughs> shot. What's going on? How is this not a thing? All right. Well, thanks for joining us, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. All right. Let's go to Jordan again. How are you doing, Jordan? Hey. Hey, Kirk. Can you hear yeah. me? I can. Cool. So, my favorite part of the game was right after Spencer got ejected. The next two or three possessions, just seeing Luca on the bench and seeing the misery and the bad play, just like everything was being fumbled, those two, three possessions, and then the timeout was called, and Luca's like, I guess I'm going back in. (laughs) It was so painful. I was screaming at my television because it's just like, oh, sure, let's let Josh run point. And Josh's post-game quotes are hysterical because he was like, well, I haven't played points since high school. (laughs) Cool. 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 Yeah. And then just like you, you see that those couple of possessions and then timeout Luca comes back in and it just seems like a completely different team. Like it really does. And just defense gets better. Offense gets better. Everything just starts getting better, and it's just it's insane what Luca does for this team. And if that's not MVP, I don't know what is. I like it. I like that take. That's a good, good, solid take. I, I, I they just need to figure out how to do it for like sixty more games, and then make the playoffs as like a three seed. Yeah, and you know, I've take I've man, oh six was painful. 07 was even more painful. Like mm-hmm. I've I've come to a realization to just like I usually wait till closer to All-Star break before I start like really like getting into what this team is going to be for this season. Yeah, I want them to win every single game, but this is the first game of the season that I've really like actually had passion into the game because it's Steph, it's Clay, it's Draymond. Sure you know, Western Conference Finals, this whole thing. And it's just, it's Steph, you know. Steph versus Luka is always going to be exciting, I think, until Steph retires because I'm pretty sure he's going to retire first. I think that's probably right. Yeah, it is fun. It's also, like, such a different, like, stylistic game because they are such different players, such different players. And yet, you can see, like, elements of just how they both see the game that was fun because Curry, you know, Curry doesn't like drive a ton compared to like, he drives three times less than, um, 
than Luka Doncic. But when he does drive, it's so like it's just so chaotic. And he uses little he he's not the quickest guy on earth, so he has to use kind of similar you know, fakes and pauses and things like that in his game. I just, yeah, this, this was, this was fun. It's also really like, I love watching Luca beat good teams in the post. That was fun. Yeah. Um, and Luca, man, like somewhere he, he clicked there in the, in the second half of the fourth quarter. And man, he was just picking everything off. He was blocking shots he was, you know, he just like everything was Luca. Defense, offense, everything was Luca, and it just, it was crazy to see that just him stepping up like that defensively too. Not just the steals. He was he was guarding people, forcing people to pass and stuff like that. And his lateral quickness was insane in the fourth quarter. I don't think we've ever seen his lateral quickness that quick in the fourth quarter before. You're right. Um, he didn't look tired. That's a good point. I like that. And uh, it just that that really surprised me to see him uh, guarding Steph, guarding uh, Clay Thompson, uh, some some Jordan Poole, uh, these real quick guys uh, making him pass. And Jordan Poole, I think Jordan Poole sold this game for the Warriors. Uh, he he made a lot of bad decisions. He's yeah. trying to take he's trying to be Steph and um he is not um he, the the travel stuff is so not to get too in the weeds but the travel stuff is going to really impact him because he has and he did this against the Mavs last year I remember in the playoffs being like isn't that he does a lot of stuff that's like borderline where he he I don't know how to describe it but you can probably look stuff up on YouTube where he really sort of bends the interpretation of the rule and it depends what the ref is looking at and he he's the one who kind of got the refs on the travel calling spree. Yeah. Yeah cuz he he did it uh I think it was back-to-back possessions. Yeah, in the first quarter I think or first half. Yeah, and man it was just there was like 10 travels I think it's something nuts. like I've that. I've never seen that many travels in a game. And it was, yeah, like, you know, you see people trade, you know, three-pointers. You don't ever see players trade travels. Well, I appreciate you hanging out tonight. You got anything else for us? Uh, No, Kurt. Thanks for having me. Sure. Talk soon. Hope you come back. All right. Let's go with my friend, Mr. Dang. Joe, what do you got for us? Oh, my God. It's nice to finally relish a win and see Jason Kidd make some adjustments, you know. It's... Did he? I don't know if he made any adjustments. We can't hear you very well. Come back. Uh, can there you hear me now? Go. Yeah. I thought he made a few, you know. At least he played green a whole lot more. That, it, that defense. That's true. That defense that Wood played on Poole was amazing. He really frustrated Poole, you know. Yes, he did. Oh, my God. He got in his head, you know, that little body slam that they had in the corner and stuff. I was knocking my ass off. It was the best WWE I've seen all year. (laughs) But uh, it's nice to finally get a win. I hope things can change, you know. It's good that they didn't pay Bullock a whole lot, you know, like I said. And we won despite Wood not playing very well. And Hardaway, oh, my God, I don't think that's the real Hardaway. (laughs) I don't know where that guy came from, you know. But it was amazing to see. So thanks for letting me vent something good for once. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for coming up. Talk soon, okay? Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we're going to go to Ben next. How you doing, Ben? Hey, Kirk. How you doing? I am all right. Welcome welcome back to the show. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. It's been a while. I don't think I've been on since the season started. I figured I'd come in on a on a, a streak, a, a lost streak ender. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, it was a great game. Luca played great. Uh, it was like, I felt like this was the kind of win that we got used to last couple years. And that's great. Like it was just felt like the standard middle of the season win, you know, tough it out, have your role players come in and do some cool things. Um, so that felt good. The bad part about that to me is that like Christian Wood had a KP game, you know, like that's how it felt to me, you know? And I, I, I know argue there's with the... that. That's a that's a that's a tough indictment, but I also don't disagree because I felt he was in inexplicably soft. Yeah, I mean, and it, it, I, he can obviously, you know, we can gripe about the rotations, but I mean, what a, it, it's it is what it is. Yeah. So if he can't do so, I don't know if it's, you know, I think it's more important. Kid thinks that we should have the outside shooting improve. You know, that's why I start Hardaway. I don't think he can afford to put Hardaway and Wood on the floor at the same time to start a game They're defensively together. Right. So. Yeah. That those guys have to be kind of not playing together. Bertans can help that, I think. Uh, if you've got a little bit of a lead, if you get a five, eight point lead at the end of the first quarter, you know, and the, the end of the third quarter, you can put Bertans in for five minutes. I mean, he might make score fucking 15 points. Yeah. But he's going to pick up two fouls too, you know. <laughs> uh, but he might get a steal, you know, he, he, the energy's there. That So it was cool to see that, you know, and Josh Green, obviously that little, that when he drove to the basket and like went up in the air and spun and then threw it out to maybe Finney Smith. I can't remember. That was stupid. That was a ridiculous play. Uh, maybe it was Hardaway hit, you know, obviously Hardaway hit some threes too, which was good, but. I mean, yeah, we got to shop Hardaway. We have to, I mean, before he hurt his foot last year, I feel like, he was started to play kind of okay, and then he broke his foot. So, who knows what would have happened if he hadn't? You know, we might have been he able was, to lose he him was last not year. Not having a good season. Like, no, the, the part that was maddening. But we were obviously trying to showcase. You know, just like you're saying earlier, like we got to give him the minutes to hope that if kids out on wood, you know, is he going to try to? You know, can you try to package up? You know. Wood and Hardaway. I don't know. I don't want to get too ahead of that kind of talk, but sure. this was a fun win. It was good. You can see the things that could work, but all the dominoes have to fall in the right order. And Luca's domino right. falls nine times out of ten. Dinwiddie's falls a lot, but after that, we haven't had anything really consistent. And tonight, we saw enough of the dominoes. You know, That's so right. it felt good. But it, we all have we have the same questions and concerns, but. I don't know. That's kind of all I wanted to say. Just uh, good to listen all the time. Like I said, I haven't gotten up to talking in a while, but uh, it's a good group. Well, we needed a win. We needed a win. And I think yeah. as we get closer, you know, if the Cowboys are playing well, that tends to, to distract a fair amount of our fan base. And so maybe we could be kind of less sparsely attended until February. But that's okay. I still have fun. No, no, no. Yeah, I always, I always listen. I just don't always get up. But tonight felt like a good one to chime in. So, well, I'm glad you did. Thanks for coming up, Ben. Talk soon. All right, man. See y'all. All right. I think we got one more person waiting. Keen, welcome to the show. What do you got for us? Hey, can you hear me? 
I can. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, I just want to say, like, thanks for putting this on. Uh, I think before these things, whenever there would be a loss, I'd be super down. I'd be super angry. But to be in this group with everyone else and a sort of shared trauma, I think it's always been a good way for me. To <laughs> shared trauma. Loss. Yes. I mean, just, that is what it is. is. Exactly. Um, but so my question is, like, it's kind of interesting that the Warriors decided to let Luca play his game. You know, the past four games, the other teams have just been doubling him, getting the ball out of his hands, and, you know, the Mavs have just looked like complete shit, especially after Dinwiddie went out. I would think just to just hard double Luca, get the ball out of his hands, and have him pass to Josh Green, who hasn't played point guard since he was in elementary school. But it was a weird thing. That's why I feel like Luca really went off. And on top of that, you've always talked about running sets, and, like, Jason Kidd never likes to run sets. And I have a friend who was watching the game with me. He's not a Mavs fan, but he's he hated watching this offense. And I said I, I hate it too sometimes just because it's dribbled. Luca dribbles, passes it around, and then it gives it back to Luca with five seconds left. Or Dinwiddie tries to create um, by himself to the, to the rim. But I, I just think we need to start running some sets, especially like looking across the court to, to the Warriors and how much they run you know, fake handoffs and everything. I think we just need to start running some sets because it's it's just it's just brutal to watch. It it it's not the best. I'll because when it when it's not working, it's pretty brutal. I I will say that the thing that I think the Warriors have working in their favor for why they didn't throw that second double is last year in the playoffs they didn't need to. Luca sure. mismatched hunted Looney a ton, which was a mistake. Looney might be the best big at guarding Luca in the league in those mismatches. So instead what Luca did was instead of hunting the mismatch on the outside, he just took whoever was guarding him into the post. He still missed a lot of shots. He actually didn't get that many shots in like the true restricted area. He was taken. I want to say he was, Josh told me he was like five of 11 inside the paint. Maybe I could be getting some of my numbers wrong. Luca still played an incredibly strong game, but in that first half, he missed a lot of shots. Like it's like eight footers that he normally is good with. And, you know, I, I think particularly if you've looked at the numbers with what Luca does in the fourth quarter, you sort of expect him to run out of gas and he just didn't, which was nice. Yeah. I thought that was interesting because he had to come back with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, but it looked like, you know, he was, he wasn't really, uh, you know, aiming for Looney at this time. He was aiming for Steph because yeah. they kept switching off to Steph and then he would try to back him down. And yeah, like you said, he was missing some of those eight footers, but he would, he was making some um, at the end. But um, the only other comment is uh, that I have is about Josh Green's uh, shot. I think I saw an article that said that they were trying to change his shot last year and it wasn't really working. I might've, I didn't actually read that article, but I, I don't know if he's went back to his original shooting form. I always think he's going to miss it because he's leaning back. He's twisting his body but it's been going in. So, I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And, you know, we had Sean Marion on this team for the longest time. And <laughs> we're going to talk about a jacked up shot. So, I mean, just keep doing what you're doing. I just, when I see it, I, I always love the Clay Thompson shot. But, I mean, if it's going in, just going in. That's right. It's kind of hard to argue with success because um, I want to say like, it's not true now, but it, it I'm going to look this up. ESP or NBA true shooting percentage leaders 2022 i looked this up because at one point in time josh josh green was like it was only five games into the season but he was shooting, he was he was leading the league in true shooting percentage so this is before tonight's game where he went five seven three of five he's third in the league in true shooting percentage 
<laughs> wow. It's 73.6 cuz he's connecting on so many threes. Like his three-point shooting numbers if he shoots enough volume are going to normalize. Like right now from 3, he is a he is 50%. He's shooting 50% from 3. <laughs> and like that's just not that's not a real thing. It's just not. Even cuz if he plays more minutes, he's going to like, he's shooting two and a half like 2.2 per game. His numbers will eventually go up. Like I would love to see him shoot between three and five three pointers a game. If he's doing that, he's not going to shoot fifty percent unless he's better than Steph Curry. Um, but it's it's been fun to watch him uh, to to watch him figure stuff out. Um, and and he's earning the minutes bit by bit. Yeah, well, that's all I got, man. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, sure. I'll talk to you soon. Talk soon, guys. Great chat. In and out in under an hour. Everybody's excited, but everybody's also tired. We'll be back here Thursday where they play the Pistons, and then they have that weird Saturday day game. I'm not sure what's going to happen there, because I'm not sure if my wife will just let me disappear for two and a half hours following the game to do all my post-game shows, so we will see. Oh, Shishia makes a really good point. We'll just talk about this before we go. Nobody brought up Kemba. So, obviously, the Mavericks did um, sign Kemba Walker to a non-guaranteed deal, which uh, is truly interesting um, for the – He's on the Mavs starting probably next week uh, when they'll figure that out. I don't have any real thoughts on his role. I do not care for the process whatsoever because you do not bring in a street free agent at any point if you're a team that expects to really go places. That's just not a thing, not at 20 games into the season. But I did love what Kimball Walker have to say about um, – no, no, Mr. Patel in the chat says bring Kemba bringing up leadership. I think that there's the locker room vibes sort of suck. And I think that having a guy of a veteran like Kemba does matter. Um, and and that is something that I'm I'm sort of looking forward to because I think Luca needs another guy that can talk to him at near, you know, obviously he's not an all NBA guy or anything like that. He might have been one year. I don't remember. But he's a he's a very well respected and well liked player. Um, and, and I think it's good to have that guy in the locker room. So I'm, I'm curious to see if that helps. Um, I did make the, I made the joke, you know, you know, tired signing Kimball Walker to play basketball, wired Kimball Walker, um, coming into, to the locker room to help things out and inspired is Kimball Walker is going to be the new head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Um, all right, guys, I had a lot of fun. You guys are great. Everyone have a great night and we will talk to you guys on Thursday.